feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled TIFF 23 review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchand. And are you okay? <coughs> no, not really. Uh, we're sitting on Festival Street. It's day two of the festival, uh, and we are recording a bunch of reviews to get out for everyone. Today, we are reviewing Anatomy of a Fall, the Palm Door winner from the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Eric, how are you doing? Matt, I'm good. I'm ready to take that fall with you. Just you? fall down and hurt yourself. But before we get into that, uh, we just recorded our review for The Boy and the Heron. And I know you know, we, you get tiff ran and you forget things as you're recording. You want to kind of focus on... Um, you know the review at hand and things like that, but you wanted to give a shout out to oh, uh, shout out to Movie Lightbox yeah. on on X or Twitter. Uh, I should have said this in our Boy in the Heron uh, review, but uh, he hooked me up with a couple tickets for the premiere last night, and I wanted to give him a shout out. Go follow uh, them on uh, on X and on wherever else, uh, but it's Movie underscore Lightbox, I believe. Uh, good dude sent me a couple tickets for the premiere last night. Now, well, we were able to do Boy in the Heron, so I didn't have to wake up at four in the morning like you did yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric how are you feeling Matt, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm feeling great uh, feeling uh, like I could take on a court case right now yeah. uh, actually I couldn't I know nothing about the law and I uh, would probably fail miserably I've seen three episodes of Judge Judy uh, one of Judge Judy Justice yeah uh, this is not Judge Judy uh, we are reviewing Anatomy of a Fall uh, Eric I'll kick it over to you right away. We're on Festival Street. You might hear the salt and pepper in the background of the of people walking by, dogs on the street, people at uh, food trucks. Um, I love the atmosphere of TIFF this first weekend as we sit on Festival Street. Uh, we saw Anatomy of a Fall a couple weeks ago or a yes. week or so ago. Uh, how are you feeling a couple weeks removed now? I'm feeling like a pimp, Matt. <laughs> I don't know what, what you heard, heard about, about me. me. I will have that stuck in my head for the rest of the year. I think. And anytime you think about that movie, you'll as associate that with the with the song, you know, yeah. the, the instrumental version, which I think is actually very interesting, and in, and in, in that choice as well, because it, there's a, there's a reference to it not only in the context of it being used in the film, but how something that would seem so trivial um, being incorporated in such a thoroughly investigated court case you know and, and and i think like we take those mundane little aspects of of you know where was this person uh at this particular moment at this time and were they outside and how far were they from a certain location things like that and and incorporating a song that is dated and as in the movie as it's mentioned misogynistic but then taking the misogyny out of it by using only the instrumental version, version which is amazing because it also reminded me uh, a little bit of um, james horner because yeah. james horner in the 80s would use a lot of steel drums specifically for commando uh r.i.p to a, a real one uh but going back to anatomy of a fall this is uh being released by neon in the u.s elevation pictures in canada Neon now seems to own the Cannes Film yeah, Festival, sure, yeah. winning the Palm Doors for Parasite, Triangle of Sadness, T10, and now is that this. four in a row? Yeah, holy moly! Um, and you get it because this is one of the most engrossing and entertaining 
dramas, procedurals that um, is playing not only the festival, but I think this year. We, we get a number of these movies, whether they be police procedurals or, or uh, investigative journalist pieces or, you know, like... Uh, Dick Wolf has made a cottage industry off yeah. of uh, the Law and Order. I made a franchise. Law Law and Order SV Europe pun in my. <laughs> well, there is an SV, There is a Law and Order um, uh, Londoner or, or they're UK. doing a Toronto one. They yeah. announced too, right? Yeah, and this kind of feels like a higher quality version of that because it is French. So sure, yeah. you, you you have like you know, uh, but but a lot of the movie is in English, which I think was kind of fascinating while watching it because language plays a really important role in terms of how things are said or expressed and how they're interpreted. Um, But going back to the film, you're watching this and, you know, it it really plays with uh, the the meticulous nature of of putting together a case um, and the case being that this German author played by Sandra Uhler uh, murdered her husband by pushing him off of the top like uh, attic window sto- right? yeah, of, or... their, of their French chalet and um, the only other person that was there during that period w- was their son who's seeing impaired and so um, it's that investigation of her defending herself and then the courts you know creating a case and finding where the truth lies you know and, and creating a narrative that fits within the the presentation of that case and the whole time it doesn't matter if she did it or not yeah it's it's ambiguous it's more so what you think is going on and it has a little bit of um you're the jury essentially yeah in this you're james marsden yeah you know (laughs) doing jury duty in in this situation and and what's interesting is like again you can take a person who is unlikable or suspect or has motivations to do these things but it also is on you whether or not you're judging this person who may or may not have committed a crime because you know you you, sometimes you have to remove those biases and look at the facts yeah and even the facts can be manipulated to fit somebody's narrative yeah absolutely yeah i'm with you i thought this was a thoroughly engaging you know courtroom drama like with a really interesting mystery uh really great performances i thought the uh structure was kind of intelligent in the way that it like weaved testimony from the courtroom and and different evidence whether there were audio recordings or different things and how that plays into kind of how the movie's put together i think was really really smart um i think from moment one with that 50 cent song pimp on steel drums like you're immediately like hooked in the sense of going, it's got that weird, dark humor aspect of it, where it's like, this shouldn't be funny, but the way that this song is implemented in the movie is is kind of comical, which just adds to the intrigue of it all. I thought uh, Sandra Uhler was uh, fantastic. Uh, the young boy in the movie is, uh, is quite good. Um, I just, uh, I think maybe by the end of it, to your point, Eric, I, I like an ambiguous movie. I like one where they don't spoon feed you all the answers and you're there to kind of uh come up with your own interpretation of of what you think uh i do feel like the ending goes on maybe a tad too long it's got the kind of lord of the rings return of the king syndrome where it ends everyone comes in the bedroom (laughs) 
uh, where it ends about three times where I'm like, I feel like we could have maybe cut this off and had a, a punchier ending to it. Not that I needed an explanation or anything like that. And I, I, we're not spoiling anything, but like it is, um, I, I, I really was completely engaged with the whole thing. And I, I, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Like we already said, it felt like a really, really good episode of Law and Order. An and extremely that, long episode. Yeah, which I, I think is a compliment. I don't mean that as an insult at all. No. Um, and uh, I think it's shot really nicely. It, uh, it I love the location. Well, the location uh, is interesting uh, in itself because... You know, when, when you have the scene of the crime in a story, you know, it's basically, um, you know, cut off from the public and it's it's off limits to people. Yeah. But in this movie, it has multiple purposes yeah. and it's still being used to facilitate uh, lodging for people to live in. Yeah. And so I think that that's even interesting. Where they have to where, do the investigation yeah. as they're living there. and They're building like a it. case within... The, the, the crime scene. It's it, mostly because this young boy. They don't want to yeah. like displace this young boy and take him Who's away from his mother. Home where she's not by the dad. Yeah, and, and she's not proven guilty, so you know, she's allowed to still live with him, but there's all these kind of interesting things that they can't talk about the case and they have to have uh, a separate person live with them to make sure that there's no tampering going on and things like that. All of that adds to kind of the overall mystery and in engaging nature of kind of the actual court case because about after the first act it's pretty much in the courtroom right yeah. for the rest of the movie which sounds like it could be really really dry but like i mentioned earlier the way that they kind of intelligently weave in kind of its its evidence and and things like that i think add uh, uh to an exciting kind of watch even though it's mostly a courtroom drama people delivering testimony defense and all this kind of stuff so i i uh i thought it was really smart of how it did all that and shout out to snoop as well the dog um I, oh my I, god now, yeah i will say this as yeah. a dog uh owner and and somebody that's been to the vet many many times uh with with dogs over over the decades now um there's a bit I was a little bit concerned with, and I don't want to get too much into it because of spoiler detail, but the performance I found too good at one point that I felt that there the was The dog, some, you're saying. Yes, yeah. that there was some tampering with the dog. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, you know, you mentioned that it goes on a little too long. I would almost compare this movie to Speed, where... Okay. In yes. speed when they get off the bus it's like everything that's on the bus is amazing yeah once they get off the bus the movie should end yes i agree once the court case is over the movie should end and it drags on and it feels like it doesn't go on like too long no but long but it, enough it, it's to be long like, enough to be like okay oh, they're gonna do up. something or yeah. they're gonna reveal something and it just you're like oh i don't think you needed that last 15 minutes or whatever yeah. you did like I'm a thousand percent with you. Going back to the dog thing, uh, I think it is some of the best dog acting I've seen in a long time, but to the point of where I'm with you, where it also feels too good, where you're like, there is one sequence where you're going, how, if that dog is just acting or trained to do this, like, how did they pull that off without CG, without, like, any of that? Like, it's an actual dog, right? Where it does make you uncomfortable, which it's supposed to, but if there was some sort of you know, manipulation of that dog, it, it went, whether it was with sedatives or, or anything we talked about is, is I, I'm with you where I don't think that that's okay, but 
uh, I just we wanted to point that out. Um, yeah. I also like how the film kind of deconstructs marriage and relationships and puts them on trial, right? Like, and and people who see your relationship out of context and and take things like you know couples fight and, and have arguments and. Uh, uh, and it can get pretty bad. Yeah, and it yeah. can get bad, and it can sound bad too. But then, with if you're accused of murdering your husband, how much worse that seems, and like how you have to defend yourself, and just uh, I thought there's some really great sequences there from Sandra Uller that like, uh, and like you said, that kind of language barrier that I think is also used very intelligently, and, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a very solid movie. Like I don't know if it's amazing, but like I think it's very very good. Yeah, it's. It's probably one of the most accessible international films yeah. of the year. And Justine Trier, uh, who directed the film, she has she has a lot of fun with the courtroom sequences. It's not stuffy, and it's the main n- prosecutor was kind of entertaining. Yeah, like, he, he's kind of a kind of a jerk. Yeah, and um, but you kind of love to hate him. But but you should kind of be on his side at some points. But the way that he even takes, you know, the character the Hulers playing this this German author her works of fiction and using them as evidence to imply that uh, life and art imitate each other and you use that for yeah. you know the influence and this was premeditated or this there, there's a there's a, a founding there um, but when you're watching you know these you know what would be considered fairly dry talking head sequences and the way that the movie cuts between the defendant and the prosecutor or the judge or getting reactions from people. You've seen this many, many times before, but what I like are those little flourishes of like a weird kind of zoom to a judge or a reaction. And and those are the things that I think work um, the best when it comes to this movie and gives it personality. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not not afraid to have fun. Just like the beeping food truck in the back of our reviews. Totally. Um, Yeah. I, I, for a movie that shouldn't be fun, it is fun at times. And um, I think that just, again, adds to you going, okay, did she do it? And ultimately it doesn't, matter but there's a lot of like it's not going to be one of those movies where i I can see people being disappointed by the end right like if a a more conventional if you're used to a more conventional kind of courtroom drama where you want you know uh a clear answer uh you want like a truly like an episode of law and order where everything is like wrapped up up in a nice tidy bow by the end of the episode and you're not gonna get that that. here so i do want to preface that Uh, i think the movie's quite good i'm gonna give it a four out of five i think it's missing just something maybe just to tighten it up a little bit uh i love an ambiguous ending but i i do feel like it could have done something to just uh tighten it up a little bit i'm gonna give it a four i really liked it yeah i'm also with you in the four out of five where i i think there's a lot to recommend here obviously again the performance and um the direction and just how watchable it is and and entertaining it is as um, a procedural and how it's unafraid to uh, embellish in some of those aspects and play with that milieu but still interject some artistry into it and not be completely flat and i think the 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 methodology of the investigation itself is is fascinating and watching a movie like this i think these films when it comes to courtroom dramas or just courtroom cases in general um whether they be 
narratives or documentaries. Like I mentioned, Reversal of Fortune, The Staircase is another one the that show, I would jury recommend. Jury Duty, which Jury did. Duty, sure. Um, <laughs> these are these are really probably the best movies or TV shows in terms of getting out exposition. Yeah, because you can have a ton of expo- You can have exposition dumps because it. It, it allows it because you're 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 trying to figure you're testifying it out. Yeah, yeah. in a court yeah, case yeah. and giving all this information to the jury, right? Yeah. And you are the jury in this case because yeah. you're hearing it as the the case is coming together. So yeah. this is a, a movie where you can kind of forgive. You know, it's like okay, well, we have to tell you all this stuff about this person. Yeah, you know, I even love that too because it, it, in what we're talking about, if that the ending maybe being ambiguous is, is kind of perfect. Being like, if you're on a jury, you don't actually know if they did it or not you just have to make a decision right yeah. so why you watching the movie would you actually get an answer it should be the same thing so yeah it, it's good i think you all should check it out uh coming out uh it's i believe it's coming out in october yeah. um limited release in new york and la first and then it'll uh expand through platform releasing uh, again it's neon in the u.s and uh, elevation. elevation pictures in canada perfect well thank you all for listening we really do appreciate it we'll have a ton more tiff reviews over the next 10 days probably one to three per day you can check out our review for the opening night film the boy and the heron which should be up for you guys right now as well as our review what are we about perfect to days perfect days <laughs> i already forget uh thank you all for listening uh you can follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And you can follow me on uh, the social medias at EM621. Oh, and go to Letterboxd to find all of our reviews, which is untitled underscore movies. Until next time. I don't know what you heard about me.